I'm Carson. On this edition of Talk About Lander, yes, it's season three, episode three, but I want to start off by going back to the previous episode, episode two of this current season, and then tying it back to something in season one. It's It's been a hard season, right? Jamie and Claire are separated. They're both heartbroken. Jamie has lost the will to live. Claire is going through the motions. And for fans like us, it can be very difficult. So I've spent a lot of time rewatching previous seasons when they're together and a whole lot happier. Well, I was watching the episode where they go to Lollybrock and Jenny tells Jamie what happened or what didn't happen with Captain Randall, that he's trying to rape her and he just can't get the equipment to function. Well, while he's starting his assault on her, she's got her eyes just clenched in terror and he says, look at me. He demands she opens her eyes. Harkening back to episode two of this season when Frank demands Claire opens her eyes. And while no, Frank is nowhere near Blackjack Randall territory, it's very interesting that the Randall apple didn't seem to fall too far from the tree. And that cruelty streak really came to head in episode three of this season. Now, if you want to live tweet the show with me, I love going back and forth with Outlander fans. You can find me through Carson on Air. That's C-A-R-S-E-N. I think overwhelmingly, we all agreed that Frank was just awful last night. And it all started off, uh, the hashtag prisoners was trending on Twitter. That's how we were referring to the episode, even though it was called All Debts Paid, because Jamie was in a virtual prison, or Jamie was in a literal prison while Claire was in a prison kind of of... I didn't want to say her own making because Jamie had a hand in it. Frank definitely is heavy handed in this. And when we open up and we see Claire kind of extending an olive branch to him, let's go to the movies. And he's just got to throw it back in her face as civilly as possible because he's British and he's Frank. But he throws back in her face. I've already seen both those movies because, you know, he's dating. Would it have killed him? Like, you know what? Let's take our little girl and we'll go to the movies. That's it. It could be a really easy family activity, but nope. He has to just start digging in with the knife. Then we fast forward to her graduation from medical school. I mean, arguably one of the biggest days in her life. Obviously the biggest professional day of her life thus far. And you can't even hang out with her colleagues You've got your girlfriend circling the block coming to get you. It seems like this uh, this marriage, this this front that they're trying to put up, that would be the one day where you suck it up and say, all right, I'll play the part of the husband, which comes to a head when he comes back and she's been drinking and he accuses her of being jealous. And let's be honest, I don't think Claire's jealous. I just think Claire's mad because what we can glean from that conversation is that she has been playing the part, if not actually feeling it. It sounds like she's been attending events with him, that she's been supportive. She's been the good professor's wife. And he couldn't be bothered to be the doctor's husband for a few measly hours. That absolutely was Frank trying to get a rise out of her, that he's still obviously hurt, even though it's been, what, like 10 years now? No, he's still mad. He's still angry. And he's still looking to see if he can push any buttons. And he finally does when we go forward another couple of years. And Bree's what, like 17 or 18? She's graduated high school. As Frank says, she's a grown woman now. She can make her own decisions. And he wants to take her to England. Now, what I thought was interesting, talking about the prison idea on this show, Frank is actually becoming Bree's jailer 
with this idea that he is whisking her away to England, putting her on another continent, locking her up away from her mother. I mean, it's not like Claire would have um, to continue the metaphor. She wouldn't have visitation hours. Right. That Brie is an entire ocean away. Claire has these duties as a surgeon, as a doctor. You might as well have just tossed her in prison and never allowed Claire to see her again. Now, while that wasn't necessarily Frank's way of keeping her locked up, it was his way of keeping her away from Claire and ripping the last piece of Jamie away from her. I mean, that's Claire's heart, whether whether she has a tired time looking at her daughter because she sees Jamie, whether it can be unbearable. The point is, that child is half Jamie. That child is Jamie. And you are taking Jamie away from her. She is not going to stand for that. So I think we were all just cheering when the inevitable happened. Frank died. I... I, obviously, we knew he was dead because we, we found that out last season that he had passed away. I didn't know it was in a car accident. I haven't read the books that far. So when he grabbed the keys, I put on Twitter, I hope you get run over by a car. Uh, fast forward a few minutes. Oh, my God. I had no idea. Yes. Yeah, so Frank's gone. And I thought it was very, very fitting that Claire uh, kind of made admissions to him after he was dead, saying, you were my first love. Because... I don't know that she could have done that while he was alive. It's it, it might have it was almost too emotional because there wasn't going to be anything beyond it. It was she had fond memories of him, but she was still living in her present. And that's going to be an awkward thing to uh, to make work together to be cohesive. So in terms of prisons, obviously, yes, Claire was in a prison of her own making. And well, again, Jamie helped make that prison, too. He sent her through the stones and Frank kind of was in his. But is anybody talking about Sandy? Poor Sandy, who has been waiting Sandy has been patient. Sandy has just been sitting there staring at the clock and stuck in this limbo, stuck in this purgatory, waiting for the man she loves to finally be free of his wife. And he's almost there. And it was all ripped away from her. Sandy isn't going to get her future. Sandy has been, Sandy has really been short shorted in this whole mess and while you could say well they were cheating but it was a mutual thing it's not like it was on the down low so sandy um i'm really sorry that your life did not turn out the way that you thought it was going to poor thing uh but then getting back to jamie and he's in his literal prison and murtaugh is alive for the most part and that was really the most exciting part of the show i mean how many people were hashtagging murtaugh last night and jamie what I love about the Jamie character is sometimes I'm not sure that he even is aware of the effect that he has on other people. Like they said, Jamie is now the representative for the prison because just the other guards make him feel or the other prisoners just naturally are attracted to him, that they naturally put him in that position. He's well-spoken. He's educated. He can make demands on their behalf. And I love how savvy he is, that he plays the politics of the prison, being able to demand things from Lord Grey, that he wants blankets and he wants medicine for all the prisoners. Well, he knows that's not possible, but he just really wants it for Murtaugh. Now, of course, we got John Grey back in the picture a few years later, and they're forming an uneasy... Uh, I don't want to call it a friendship because you can't have a friendship when somebody is a prisoner. 
right, that there's always a position of power that's going to be heavily on the side of the captor. But there is a balance that they're striking, and Jamie is playing it to his full effect, even getting him the trust to say, you know what, why don't you let us set snares? Which then gives Jamie the opportunity to escape in one of the more heartbreaking moments uh, when they find the guy who talks about the White Witch. And Jamie's thinking, maybe she's there, maybe she's alive, and... He leaves because it is just, that's it. That's his entire reason for any sort of hope, for any sort of being, is that Claire maybe will come back to him. And so we assume he, uh, did he go to the Stones? That's got to be it, right? Like he went to Cregnadoon and um, there's there's no sign of her. And so he wants to die again. Jamie, can you stop trying to commit suicide already? Like I am over Jamie not wanting to be alive, but I understand what he is. Because he's literally just staring at an expanse of a lifetime with nothing real to fill it. What he had, what he cherished is gone, and he doesn't want to live with those memories anymore. But Murtaugh, Murtaugh talking about Claire, talking about the baby, I think that was part of his therapy. Talking to John Gray is part of his therapy. Even breaking out of his own mental prison, he's not referring to her as milady. He was actually able to say her name. So, well, physically, still imprisoned. Emotionally, I think we saw Jamie get freed last night. Um, One other thing about prisons. I did want to mention, they have that poofy Newfie, the Newfoundland dog that we see at the end of the opening credits. And then the dog kind of runs through the shot in Boston uh, during Bree's birthday celebration. Y'all have got a Newfoundland in like Metro Boston. Newfies need exercise. I I had them when I was growing up. Newfies need to swim. What are you doing? Taking them to the harbor? No, I doubt it. You are keeping this dog prisoner. Like, Claire, you should have had a Cocker Spaniel or something. But I get it. They're adorable, even though they drool everywhere. But I did. I thought about that. I'm like, that doggy's kind of in a prison, too. But he's so cute. And I adore him. And I would love to see more of the dog. But I'm sure that's probably about it. Um, So... Yeah, that's me. I'm always like, oh, doggies, yay! Uh, So putting together last night's episode, it really pushed through so much. I mean, what, Claire and Frank, that that was almost, it was well over 15 years that we just sped through. Jamie, not quite as many years, but we know that next episode is going to be all about Jamie in this new house. And yes, I've read some spoilers and I'm not thrilled about what's coming up, but what I am thrilled about... Y'all, we are three episodes in, and looking at the titles of the upcoming episodes, we've got three to go. That episode six is where we see the reunion. So two more episodes of absolute misery and pain, and then we get to see a Malcolm. I am I'm all in for this one. And for the next few weeks, while I'm still plowing through the sadness and just the heart wrench, I will be watching seasons one and two over and over again. It's a sickness, y'all.